This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, a unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American built, American strong. Habit, our gear, your adventure. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with me, Larry Wysoon, for another episode. And I've got a dear friend who plays a very, very important role here in Texas and serves kind of as an example a lot of different places with Texas Wildlife Association, Mr. Justin Dribalist. Justin, welcome to the campfire again. You've been here with me in the past and really appreciate you being back here with us this morning. You bet. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. TWA plays such an important role in, in Texas in terms of wildlife, but also in the outdoor lifestyle, if you will. For those folks who may not be aware of, of Texas Wildlife Association, tell people a little bit about it, and then maybe also the role that you've played there in the past, and I know you escaped for a little bit, <laughs> and then we were so fortunate to get you to come back to TWA as the executive director, among other positions. So tell us a little bit about TWA and, and your perspective on what Texas Wildlife Association is all about. You bet. No, um, yeah, so Texas Wildlife Association, as you know very well, was uh, founded in 1985 um, as, a, as an organization to represent private landowners and hunters. Um, and we still do that very same thing 37 years later. We make sure that hunters and landowners have a seat at the table on big ticket conservation issues that concern them. Um, we have broadened our scope over the years from just really focusing on advocacy to now working very heavily on conservation education, both for youth and adults. 
and then also for the recruitment and retention of hunters. And so all those things together really, uh, really work towards our mission of, um, of making sure that we've got good, clean, natural resources and we're supporting those land stewards that are out there on the land that own 95% of our state and um, making sure that they can keep their families on the land uh, for future generations and keep doing good things for our natural resources. So uh, it's a big mission, but it's an important one. And um, I sure, sure appreciate you and Gary Murphy for getting this thing cranked up, you know, 37 years ago. It's a, it's a great organization, one that I've been um, you know, personally invested in for a long time. You know, as you know, I started my career straight out of AM, um, playing the landowner field days here at TWA and um, hung around in various roles for about seven years. Went and did seven years at Texas Parks and Wildlife Department and then just came back a couple of years ago. So, really excited to be here and uh, sure glad we get to work together so often. I am too, for so many different reasons. One of the things that we've started years ago is one of the things we wanted to do is get school buses on the land. Now, we're, we're coming off an event that you were, I wasn't there the first day, unfortunately, but I was there the second day, but we were in an event in uh, Brenham, Texas on uh, Jim and Senator Lois Colehorse property. She happens to be our state senator for the area. And it was a field day of sorts. Uh, and I think it's called Expedition. And it was bringing out a whole bunch of the school kids, I mean, in this instance, high school kids, out of our uh, the local Brown school system. And we had them on the land and had several instructors there talking about different aspects of wildlife, habitat, water, land, all those kind of things. Tell us a little bit about that particular program. I know that you were there, as I said, the first day. I, I couldn't be there that initial day, but I was there the second day and got a chance to spend some time with the kids and also in the instructors. But w what was that all about? Yeah, it's a it's a really neat program, and it goes back to what I was talking about earlier about kind of the mission of the organization. If you have to boil down everything we do, um, it's about letting Texans understand the value of our natural resources and that important connection that private landowners, private land stewards have in the management of those resources. Um, and so, several years ago. We built our education program called Conservation Legacy, and there's lots of different education programs within that department. But one of those programs is specifically to do what you said, get school kids out on private land where the stewardship of our natural resources occur so they can see it. They can understand some of those processes they're learning about in the classroom, and so it becomes real to them that the decisions that are made on that piece of land there in Washington County ultimately affect them and their family. And so it's in their best interest to understand some of those processes, understand that, um, you know, what, what that property, what that property owner is doing on that land potentially benefits them. And then also the decisions they make at home um, as far as water conservation and um, you know, throwing your trash away instead of pitching it out the window. Um, you know, how the, how the water cycle works. Um, all, all those things that I think a lot of us probably take for granted. Um, 
there are important connections to make, and there's no better place to do it than out on a really well-managed piece of property. So that's that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Um, you know, COVID kind of threw us off as far as being able our, our educators to go into schools and teach some of these lessons and then to get kids out on the land. So we're really excited that it's that, that program's cranking back up this year. Uh, you know, we did had 357th graders out there on, on that property in Brenham last week. Uh, next week, we'll have a bunch of kids from Fort Worth out on a ranch there right outside of town. Um, we've done some similar uh, programs in a couple of other areas around the state this year. Have have big plans to crank that back up here in the very near future. To me, those are, are so very important in, in that. And a lot of times it is almost a hands-on situation where they can actually really feel what's going on, not just see what's going on kind of thing. And those programs across the state have been really good as far as I'm concerned. I'm so glad we're, we're getting back into that cycle where we can do that. But on the education side of things, that's just a part of what TWA does. There are teachers involved with, I think there's a trunk or something that we send around or those kind of things as well too. Yeah, we do. We've got a we've got a really cool trunk program, and they're ready-made lessons in a box, and they're on various different natural resource uh, topics. And so, a teacher can get on our website and go in and reserve a trunk. We will ship it to them for two weeks, free of charge, and then we'll have the shipping labels for them to ship it back to us. And so, um, we have well over a hundred trunks on various different lessons and uh, are shipping those all over the state all the time. So that's really a program that we're really proud of and, um, and are always trying to, to improve. Um, another, one of the, uh, another one of the products that we have here out of the TWA office is our Critter Connections. It's a youth, it's a youth Texas wildlife magazine, essentially. Yes. Um, and it, we put that out quarterly and ship it all over the state. If anybody's interested, they can just go on our website and they can go ahead and sign up for it free of charge. You can also, teachers can go in and sign up for classroom sets and uh, those will be shipped to them every quarter. I know um, my kids' teachers didn't necessarily know that they were going to be signed up for Critter Connections, but I signed them up and they've been a big hit. So uh, that's, a, that's another one of those products that I just think is uh, so neat to be able to to send out to schools all around the state, get people thinking about some of these cool animals and some of these very neat natural resource processes that um, it just, it's good for Texans to understand them. You know, they're aimed pretty much at children, but I want to tell you something. I get a kick out of them. I really enjoy those as well, too. I, I really appreciate that because, to me, there's a lot of very basic type of information that's there about the animals and that kind of thing. And sometimes we forget that the basics are really important or sometimes we overlook some of the basics because we just kind of accept that everybody knows it. And, and we don't, including me. So the, the Critter Connection to me is an ideal little publication that's great with kids, but as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty darn good as, as an adult too. And the activities that are in there, again, aimed at children, but the photography that's there and what those photographs tell in their own kind of story are phenomenal. So that, that's a, another great aspect of, of TWA. 
where do you see some of these programs going in the future? I mean, we deal with uh, teachers. We're dealing such as we did with the, the school kids with the uh, expedition days or the, and then of course we have landowner days too. Let's talk a little bit about that as well too. We have all kinds of programs that landowners, whether they live on the land or whether they live in a city and have a property somewhere off that they truly enjoy, they can learn so much about wildlife and about their own land from attending some of these classes, if you will, even though they're not really more, maybe more of a seminar than a class. Yeah. So we have, we have lots of different options there. Um, you know, that adult education part of the organization is something that we put a big priority on. Yes, sir. Uh, we feel like it's a, it's a really good service for us to provide to our members is to provide them the most useful cutting edge information that we can to help them make the best decisions on their land. Um, so we do that in a, in a lot of different ways. You'll see annually we'll have some big meetings where we'll partner with Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, some of our university partners like a Kingsville or Sol Ross or Texas A&M uh, or SFA, you know, a number of the big universities that have really active wildlife research programs. Um, so we'll have the South Texas Wildlife Conference or the trans Pecos Wildlife Conference. Um, we'll do series of, um, you know, landowner workshops targeting certain, um, certain types of landowners. So right now we have a, a partnership with AgriLife Extension called Small Acreage Big Opportunity um, with it, it being kind of a land ownership 101 type deal where we get back to basics on, okay, you didn't grow up on a ranch, you um, were successful in your in your career and when you retired you decided you wanted to buy a little piece of property in washington county what do you need to know um, and so we just get you know we really kind of compile the best group of speakers experts in different fields to get in there give them the basics show them the resources they need and it's been a program that's been um we've had a lot of interest in it we've had some really good feedback so that's one of the things that i think uh, direction you'll see us continuing to go is really trying to provide a lot of resources for new landowners because as you know there are more and more people moving to this state every day uh, we got to find a place to put them we got to find something to feed them with and water to drink and uh, it's going to take all of us working together and so we think the best thing we can do is provide them resources on how to make good decisions on the property and uh, ultimately, it'll, it'll do good for them and for everybody else. I think so, too. It gives them the tools to make wise decisions, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of land, water, wildlife, all those things, or even the outdoor lifestyle. The, the adult side of things, uh, you're right. We're seeing so many more people move into the state. We're seeing bigger properties divided into smaller properties. Maybe it's because of uh, just passing the property on to your children, your grandchildren, or in some instances, of course, a lot of properties being bought nowadays, primarily for recreational purposes. So TWA, to me, in those respects, plays an absolutely fantastic role. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the reason for land ownership has, has certainly shifted through the years. And you still have a lot of those historic properties that are being you know, passed down through the generations. And thank goodness they are. And that's, you know, that's a priority for us to, to make sure that we can help those landowners be able to have the tools they need to be able to do that. Um, but there's a lot of new landowners out there and a lot of folks that are buying it strictly for recreational purposes. 
um, you know, you can look at that, that changing, um, I, I guess, priority system as a positive or a negative. I choose to look at it as an opportunity. Uh, yes, you know, sir. We're worried about yes, well-managed <laughs> wildlife habitat out there across the landscape. It's good for wildlife. It's good for water infiltration. It's good for lots of different things. Um, and so, you know, I, I choose to look at it as an opportunity. And those are all potential Texas Wildlife Association members um, and people that, you know, believe in a lot of the same things we do. And uh, in my mind, that's we need to we need to treat that as an opportunity. You know, I, I think so, too. A lot of times I've said in the past, if you have a house in town, and you get a backyard or you've got a planter that sits on your uh, back porch, maybe, where you're living in, in a, uh, an apartment house. In a way, you are a wildlife manager contributor because there's so many things that you can do. Even though we're, a lot of times we're talking about larger expanses of land, that same thing can really be done even on, on smaller particularly when you're talking about uh, things like butterflies and songbirds and even game birds in some instances. All of us are managers if you have property, and it's what you do with that property. I mean, you can plant little things in the backyard. Well, a good source of that to me is to go to some of this, like the the, the uh, program that you just meant about small landowners, but great opportunities kind of thing. Those can, and even the folks that live in town, <clears throat> excuse me, that just have a backyard, they can even benefit from things like that. And they are truly then a Texas landowner if you get right down to it. Sure, yeah, and you can do things on a small scale that can make a difference, for sure. And that's really kind of one of the messages of that small acre big opportunity program is that, hey, don't, don't think because you don't have a thousand acres that you can't do something meaningful here. So here's some ideas. And then if you want to even expand that, then start working together with your neighbors and some kind of a wildlife co-op. But take five small properties and manage them as one big property. And uh, so there's there's things that can be done for sure. And so that's really kind of trying to plant that seed is the whole the whole purpose of that program. Well, we've got some absolutely great folks that are headed that direction with so many different programs that we got going on. We mentioned the, the Critter Connection earlier, and it is really one of the benefits of being a, a TWA member as well as everything. But uh, we also have an absolutely fantastic magazine called Texas Wildlife that is, it, it's not it's not a hunting magazine. I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed. I get to do the hunting column in that thing. And where I can, I try to impart little bits of what we're kind of talking about here in terms of education. But that publication with the photography that it has and the articles dealing with land, water, wildlife, it's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, there's so much great information in that publication. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's one of our it's one of our biggest membership perks for sure. Um, it, it's a it's a great magazine. Been doing it for a long time. That puts a lot of pressure on us too to keep the quality really good. Um, but we have, um, yeah, it's a monthly monthly full color magazine. With various different articles. I know this month's this month's article is, a, is uh, or the cover shot is a little different. It's got an alligator. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so it's a little different than usual, which is which our folks, our members find extremely interesting to get out of the kind of get out of our rut. You know, we don't we don't get tired of talking about big deer for sure. No, but, it's but nice to have still a little, a little variety, you know. And we'll even have I, I know we'll even have some. Uh, 
some coastal fisheries articles coming up here in the summertime. We'll have we'll have one uh, magazine will be dedicated to some coastal fishing articles, uh, which I'm personally pretty excited about, and uh, and that's been really really well received from our folks too. Well, you're right because we do cover fisheries as well too. Through again, yeah. part of, of of Texas wildlife. You probably heard a train there in the background. I want to brag a little bit on our uh, David Langford Center that we now have with a new office set of buildings that that's there between uh, San Marcos and Seguin uh, and uh, uh, New Braunfels and. Uh, if anybody has an opportunity, they can go to the website and we'll make sure everybody gets it. But it is www.texas-wildlife.org. So I think that's right, isn't it? That's right, yep. Yeah, I, I, I go to it all the time, but it's got to do one of those favorite things to where I don't even look to see what it is anymore. But, but yeah, there's information there, and if you haven't had a chance to go by the the, the new set of offices, uh, you you really need to because there are going to be great educational opportunities there as well too. The way that office is set up, so, but absolutely, let's, 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 it's, let's, uh, yeah, it's a neat a neat place, nice, really nice place to work. Um, but yeah, we're right here at um, on the Watson Road exit off 35. Um, so it's Watson and Hunter Road, right here between San Marcos and New Braunfels. So definitely come by and see us, um, Larry. It's um, you know one of the things that really kind of came out of that whole small acreage big opportunity project was um, this this nice piece of property here had about five acres worth of area where we've right. been able to actually go in and plant some native prairie. And um, so we we did all the work ahead of time, planted cover crops, and got the seed in the ground for the for the native prairie here uh, in the middle of November. And so we're now sitting here looking at wildflowers and some warm season grasses that are starting to kind of grow a little bit. And we've we've got work to do. It'll be a slow process, but we're starting to. Uh, see some things that are getting us pretty excited. Well, to me, that, that's a very important part. You got work to do because you started basically with literally raw land, meaning that there wasn't a whole lot of vegetation on some of that as well, too. So now you're bringing it back so it serves as a great demonstration area. And uh, as I recall, there's a little uh, amphitheater type thing out back that I can see all kinds of things happening there and around the campfire. So something to really kind of look forward to with, with, with TWA. There's so many different programs involved with, with TWA. We talked a little bit about the education and we've just really kind of touched on some of the education things. But we also have the very much involved with uh, the Texas Youth Hunter Group in that. I'll, I'll let you tell them a little bit about it and tell them the numbers because of the people that we've introduced to hunting. Because I get tickled every once in a while. I'll be somewhere and they go, somebody talk about their youth hunter program. They're very proud very proud of the fact that they took 20 people hunting this past year, which is phenomenal. But uh, TWA has got a little bit different approach and a few different numbers involved there compared to that. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is phenomenal. Um, so this last year, uh, the Texas Youth Hunting Program took about 1,100 kids hunting. Just this last season. year? In one season. Yes. Yeah. Um, had, I think, 227 different hunts on private land around the state where private landowners are opening their gates to let these youth hunters and their parents come in and, uh, and learn to hunt. 
which is just a fantastic deal. And the other extremely important part of this whole process is the army of Huntmaster volunteers that has been built over the last you know, 25 years. Um, we've got folks that instead of going on hunting trips for themselves or going on, you know, weekend family trips, every weekend they spend taking kids hunting. And it's very inspiring for me personally to watch the way that, that our hunt master volunteers just so unselfishly give their time. Um, to take these kids hunting every single weekend. It's really a great thing to see. It's a great program. We've had, you know, I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 90,000 um, kids run through the program uh, since it started. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, the, the numbers. But it's, it, it is. It's been a program we've put a lot of effort into. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department has put a lot of effort and resources into it as well. So, um it's it's been a it's been a team effort, but it's it's rocking along, rocking along really well. You're right, and it is it truly is a team effort, starting with the landowner who's providing the property, and and then the hunt masters, and then the the parent guardian that comes with that child. In a lot of instances, and I've had the opportunity to attend several of these and to speak at several of them, and to get to know some of the kids that were involved in it. And some of these kids, that may be their only opportunity to ever hunt, you know. But at the same time, it introduces them to hunting. There's education that goes along with this to explain why hunting is important as far as us having wildlife in the future and having land in the future. So to me, even though that child may only hunt a few times during through this program, they now have a much better understanding. So if somebody says, well, hunting is bad, you know, they go, no, 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 wait a minute. Let me tell you about my experience. Let me tell you about the food that I gathered as a result of that, too. So to me, that is such a very, very strong program. And, and our landowners in Texas, as well as those hunt masters that you're, you're, you addressed, are just phenomenal people when you get right down to it. But we're, now we're taking it a step even farther with some adults as well, too, right? Right. And so when you're... When you're taking a kid hunting on a TYHP hunt, you're you're putting a lot of resources in, into this event, and you're depending on them and their parents to go home and you know incorporate that activity into their everyday life. Right. So right. with football and softball and volleyball and cheer and whatever else, you got a lot of things competing for those kids' time. And yes. we know kind of how that cycle works. We, where there's going to be, you're, you're going to have to wait a while before you see if, if that effort truly created a hunt. Well, there's a growing demand in the adult population for folks that, for one reason or another, really want to learn how to hunt. And um, so for the last several years, I'd say at least four or five, Texas Wildlife Association has been building this model for the adult learn to hunt program. And so we've had all these people interested in something like TYHP for adults. Um, and we had been doing it just kind of as other duties as a sign for a few of our staff. And, and we do three or four hunts a year and really kind of worked out the model we like. Um, and we're very fortunate this year to be able to hire a full-time coordinator 
and really kind of take the training wheels off of our adult learn to hunt program. Yes, sir. So we did 18 hunts this year around the state. Uh, took about 100 new adult hunters on on the hunt. Um, we've got very a very strong focus on game care, butchering, food preparation, um, and and that really is why a lot of these folks are coming. Is they want to know where the food's coming from, and they want to be able to build that skill set to where they can provide that you know, organic protein for their family. And um, it's been a it's been a big hit so far, and we've got we've got big plans for the future here. I think that is an unbelievably fantastic program in so many different ways because there, COVID was a really bad thing. And but what COVID did, it, it made people much more aware that the food doesn't necessarily come from the grocery store. And, and, and what comes from the grocery store sometimes, particularly in terms of the proteins that we eat, you know, they may have... They may have come along with a few antibiotics and all these other kind of things. And I think with this locavore movement that we see of people trying to utilize fresh vegetables, fresh food, if you will, from their local area as well, too, has really kind of uh, accentuated some of this interest in, in hunting and, and fishing as well, too. Knowing where their food comes from and knowing that it's the safest and the best, in, in most instances, also the most delicious food there is as well, too. So I'm so thrilled to see TWA continue in that vein and and really I think that can hold so much promise because you know if you get mom and dad going fishing hunting whatever get them in the outdoors uh, chances are the kids are going to get out there as well too absolutely absolutely and so kind of going back to my original point about the difference between the two programs where you're where you're you know counting on that kid you know carrying that out later in life becoming a hunter You've got these very engaged, interested adults that are coming on these hunts. Yes, sir. Hungry for information. When they walk out of that hunt, they are going to, they are immediately participating. And they have disposable income. They've got genuine interest in being there. Those are, you're creating a licensed hunter. Yes, sir. And uh, so I love that, that quick return on investment. Um, And I want to be clear. We're going strong with our youth hunting program, and we're oh, continuing. Yes. We're, we're, we have no intention of doing anything different, but we're really excited about this addition to our hunting heritage programs, and we think that it uh, we think that it's a quick return on investment and one that's good for Texas. Well, I think it, th- there are so many benefits to that, including to the folks who are coming on these things in terms of learning and procuring food and all those kind of things. But it also, now they have a much better understanding about the land, about wildlife, the role of landowners play. In Texas, we're, what, about 94% privately owned. And uh, so 94%, that means also that th- the majority of the habitat. And because of that, because we have landowners, because we have TWA, and our game and fish department, so Texas Park and Wildlife Department, and so what used to be soil conservation, the NRC and county agents, all of those who are, where there's any interest in wildlife, the beauty of Texas Wildlife Association is that we have that opportunity to work with all those different governmental organizations and private organizations as well, too. And, and with that being the case with, like we're talking about, getting more adults involved, oh my gosh, that to me, that's one of the better programs that we've got going on right now as far as 
as you said, also having some immediate effect as well, too. What are some of the other programs that TWA is involved with right now? So you talked about the student ex- or the uh, yeah the actual the school expeditions programs right. like we did in Brenham last week. We also have a, a private land family side of the expeditions programs called Family Expeditions, and the idea there is to have a what you might consider a non-consumptive version of the Texas Youth Hunting Program, where you have weekend events where folks right. can come out on private land, learn out learn outdoor skills like. Um, camping, fishing, outdoor cooking, those kind of things, um, and be able to spend some time outside with their family and get kind of a dose of that whole private land stewardship idea and so that they can really kind of build that value system for, for our Texas natural resources. So that's one um, that, we've, that we've stood up here over the last year and uh, actually just had a uh, native plant day here through our expeditions program at the headquarters this last weekend that we really, really well attended. And, and uh, so there's lots of good things coming out of the expeditions program. And being uh, a Texas wide, we have these events, I'm assuming in other parts of the state as well too, or will have in the future if we're not doing them there right now. You bet. Yeah, we, we definitely have them. Um, we're building we're building the capacity around the state to be able to have more and more of these types of events around the state. Where we're already doing it with Texas Youth Hunting Program, with our Adult Learn to Hunt Program, we're already doing it with our Conservation Legacy team, with you know educators scattered around the state, having these expedition days around the state. So uh, we're, we're we're trying to be as geographically diverse as we can. It's a big state, a lot of lot of ground to cover. <laughs> there is an awful lot of ground to cover, a tremendous amount of ground to cover. And I know we went through a stage a few years ago where we had a lot of different regional type meetings. We kind of got away from that for a little while, unfortunately. But with you there and in, in conversations with you and, and our current leadership, as far as the presidency and, and officers and our executive committee and our board of directors and, and two, of course, our our, our uh, members as well, too. I got a feeling we're going to see a little bit more of that going in the future where there are going to be opportunities for people to get together, say, up in the Texas Panhandle or the Trans-Pacus or East Texas, South Texas, Hill Country, wherever. Now, the interesting thing about all this is with, with TWA, too, there's some other states that have used TWA as a model to create something possibly similar to what TWA is doing. And, and that to me has been a very important role of TWA from a, uh, from a national perspective. So it's not just what we're doing in Texas. We've got organizations now that used us as an example and starting to really do several different things. So, you know, if you're listening outside of the state of Texas, you're looking at uh, Justin right here. Justin's one of these guys that you need to get in touch with if you'd like to see something about how we create TWA or how to do those kind of things. I'm sure he and any of our staff there at the, the main office would be more than willing to share information with you as well, too. You bet. No, and, and then kind of to your point, we're, we're way more effective as a conservation community when we're working together. And, uh, and, and I think that's really the, how Texas Wildlife Association, how Dallas Safari Club, how, how it all works. This organization doesn't happen without our members, and it's yeah. a community and folks that are willing to roll up their sleeves, work hard um, to, you know, to support the organization, 
and the mission that we're trying to accomplish. And so, I mean, like we talked about earlier, you guys put a lot of sweat equity into this into this organization to get it started. And it, and it, I know it was hard to keep it going, uh, but but that's what it takes, you know. It, it does. Somebody asked me the other evening where we were at a meeting and you were there and they says, where did all that start? And I pointed at my heart. It starts with you. It starts within you. And that's what makes, and our, all of our members are that way. I mean, they're very, very passionate about wildlife. They're passionate about land. They're passionate about hunting, the outdoor lifestyle, the fishing side of things, all those kind of things. And that's what it takes. And they're, they're, they're not just dealing with emotions. Emotion is a big part of it, but because of TWA, we can provide them with facts as well too. And that to me is a big part of the, the education thing we're doing. I kind of cut you off a little early. What, uh, before you got to finish talking about some of the other programs, but we've got numerous other programs that are in different stages of development I know as well too. And then some that have been around for a long time. Yeah, so we're, you know, we're splitting the three into three main uh, legs of the stool. We've right. got our conservation legacy program. It's all of our education programs. We have our hunting heritage program um, that is adult learn to hunt, Texas youth hunting program, and Texas big game award. And then the third leg of the stool is issues and advocacy. And that's really kind of what the organization was started for. It's to make sure that private landowners and hunters were represented in the uh, decision-making processes that directly affect them. And in Texas, that means the state legislature, which is in session right now, and got about a month left. Um, and then also through um, you know, state government regulatory processes through Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, Texas Animal Health Commission, TCEQ, the list goes on. Um, but to make sure that TWA members are represented in those decision-making processes. And that's that's one of the things that we take uh, very seriously. It's a big responsibility. And uh, we've got um, we, we put a lot of we put a lot of work into it and it's an important part of, of what we do. So when you've got when you've got the issues and advocacy and conservation legacy and the hunting heritage programs all you know clicking, um, it's a it's a good place to be and, and uh, so we're, you know, excited about the direction we're headed and, and really excited about partnerships with with friends like Dallas Safari Club. You know, one thing I was going to mention earlier, um, you know, we do work very closely together on, on a number of different things. Um, Dallas Safari Club Foundation, the South Texas chapter um, have, have directly supported our programs, um, you know, for a number of years, but this last year, South Texas chapter Dallas Safari Club um, donated to the Adult Learn to Hunt program so that we could kind of bridge a little funding gap to get our coordinator hired. So it was extremely helpful. So those kind of partnerships where folks are working together uh, to accomplish important, uh, you know, things that that's that's a that's a good place to be. It's a good partnership to have when you got when you got friends that can help you know push you over the finish lines like that. Well, it, it, we all have a tendency to say we're all in this together. And, and it's up to us where there's that responsibility and all that other thing that comes along with, with doing what we do. And of course, I've been very much involved 
as you well know, from with TWA since we started, but also very much involved from almost about the same time with with DSC or Dallas Safari Club and and uh, the chapter system, which we now have uh, chapters in in San Antonio, the South Texas, one in East Texas, one in the Panhandle, and and uh, there may be one other one, and we're looking at at creating some more chapters. And the beauty of those chapter systems are is that their top fundraiser, 75% of the money that, that they make on that thing stays with the chapter to do as, as they wish. And they're a 501c3 organization to begin with. 20% of it goes to the DSC Foundation. And the good thing about it is there, the chapters determine where that dollar, where those dollars are spent. Uh, they make the recommendation to DSC. Five percent of it goes to pay for just kind of administrative costs. From a, a, an international organization, there are no other organizations out there that do that. So hopefully, dealing with uh, with uh, Bruce Borowski, who is now the guy in charge of, of the chapter system, we'll see a few more chapters here in Texas, and and uh, and I know in in other parts of North America as well too. But the ones here in Texas, particularly, I'm interested in because I see that as a way of providing funds to organizations specifically to like TWA, but then. And there's some other organizations out there as well, too, that can benefit from that. So it all comes together where we're all kind of working together and trying to help each other. That being said, we've got a special event coming up as far as I'm concerned. This will be the, as you mentioned, I think the 37th year that, that we've had a TWA convention. Tell us a little bit about that, where it's going to be, the dates, and, and how somebody can get involved, because it is a fabulous get-together, if you will. It really is. So it'll be July 13th through the 16th at the JW Marriott San Antonio. Um, this is our, this is kind of our Texas Wildlife Association family reunion. It is. Uh, it's a, you know, we've got really three full days of programming. Uh, we start on Thursday with our private land summit, which is just an all day seminar on the most cutting edge natural resource management issues, ideas. Um, we usually have great speakers. This, this year is going to be no different. Um, then on Friday, we knock out some of our business meetings and those kind of things <clears throat> in the morning. Um, and then we have our big, we kind of kick everything off Friday evening with our family reunion dinner. Um, so we just kind of have a big family friendly party. Um, we'll do, uh, we're gonna have a band on Friday and have a kind of a dance and do a little casino night and all that stuff. So it'll be really fun. Um, Saturday we do education seminars in the morning. Um, we have our big, we have our Texas big game awards state banquet at lunch where we also pass out our TWA awards. And then on Saturday night we have our grand auction. Um, and this is a, this is a really important fundraising event for the association. Um, and it's just, uh, I, I'm always amazed at the number of friends that you see at these things. I, when I first started at TWA a long time ago, Larry, uh, we were having it at the Hill Country Hyatt. And I just remember as a brand new staff member walking in. And I felt like I was the only person there that didn't know everybody else. <laughs> I mean, it was all like best buddies hugging each other and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, the longer I've been around here, that, that's exactly what it is. Like, 
people know each other. You can get a lot of work done because everybody you need to talk to is in the same place. Um, but it's just a really good opportunity for a bunch of TWA members to get together. It recharges the batteries, makes you remember what we're working for. And, uh, and like I said, at the end of the day, uh, it helps us raise uh, a significant amount of funding for the association to keep the lights on around here, too, and keep, keep doing the stuff we're doing. You're right. That is such a great event. And to, to me, and I'm always glad when there are faces that I don't recognize to start with. But you're, it is. It is. A, it's like a huge family reunion. And, and you get there and you may see somebody over that you've known for years and years and years. But there may be a new member that shows up. And within moments of them showing up, they feel like they've been here every year. You know, yeah. it, it's that family atmosphere. It's that... Texas hospitality, if you will, kind of thing. Going to the auction, and I, I, well, I want to back up. There's some of the seminars and, and the things that are going on are just, as you mentioned, they truly are cutting edge. And again, it makes no difference whether you own 100,000 acres or you own a quarter of an acre. You, you can learn something from, from all these things. The auction is always a great amount of fun. I've, I've been involved in one form or fashion with that for, for a long, long time. But one of the beauties of our auction is and has been kind of a, a trademark, if you will. So very often, we have auction items that'll get you onto property to hunt or spend time on property that you would not get any other way. Uh, either it's a, in, there is no public access to the property outside of this particular uh, opportunity to get onto it, or it is with outfitters who are normally booked up years in advance, who are so very gracious. Our, our donors are unbelievably gracious in, in the uh, auction items that they provide for us. And two, we mentioned family. It is a family because you see kids, you see babies that are six weeks old to, you know, to every stage. And we do have opportunities and for the children to, to have a special little classes while they're there too, to where they're entertained so that the kids are entertained. They're learning something. Mom and dad can go to the pool if they want to, or they can go to the seminars. And, and it is such just a great you see just families showing up from the littlest of kids to grandmas and great-grandpas kind of thing. So, it, it, And it's coming up when? Tell me that one more time. July when? July 13th through the 16th. 13th and, through the 16th. And I can tell you the whole family-friendly part of the TWA convention is completely accurate. Um, <laughs> we, is, even have, we even have uh, the JW Marriott has uh, Range Riders which is the babysitting service that's sponsored by HEB on Friday and Saturday night. And I've personally used that. And my kids <laughs> loved it. And, uh, it. and we loved it, too, because you had a little free time to go, you know, see a bunch of people we hadn't seen in a long time. Absolutely. So it's a great, great event. And uh, we'd love, don't, don't think just because you've never been, you can't come because we're, it's open to everybody. We'd love, love to see you. We'd love to see for them to learn more about this or to, I'm uh, hoping it's not too late to register for the convention or to, uh, to, to book a room. That's such a great hotel in so many different ways. It is truly a destination. What, what, what's the website again or how can they learn more about it? Yeah. If you want to learn anything about becoming a member or going to convention, any, all of the above, go to texas-wildlife.org, and it's all it's all there. And we'll make sure that people are, are, are totally aware of it. And Justin, 
all that said, I, I, I want to get you back on after the convention because I know that is going to be so much fun and we're going to learn a lot of things while we're there as well too. So please come back to the campfire as soon as that's over with. And I want to thank you so very much for joining me today. And I can't tell you how proud of the fact I am that you're at TWA now and how proud I am of all of our TWA members and the staff and the job that they've done. The, the job that they've done in terms of wildlife and conservation and education is second to none anywhere in the world. So congratulations, Justin, to you and your staff and, and all of our members. Well, thank you, Larry. I sure, sure appreciate that. I sure appreciate all the support. And uh, thank you to Dallas Safari Club for the continued partnership. I think we've got, we've got a good thing going and, and lots of good potential in the future. I'll say this much, we've only just begun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us around the campfire. Please join us right back here next week. DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in the Grange and Roundtop, Texas, Texas Wildlife Association, Double Nickel Taxidermy, H3 Whitetail Solutions, and Burnham Brothers Game Calls.